When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Ali Moreno. Look who's back, ladies uh-huh. and gentlemen. Two weeks away, but he returns. Hey, hey. What? Not two weeks. <laughs> Jack Hislop. Considerably shorter than that. Uh, later on in the programme, we're reflecting on Barcelona booking a place in the Spanish Super Cup final, where we kick things off in the Premier League at Chelsea with yet another defeat, this time in the hands of uh, Fulham. Uh, William would come and bite Chelsea back, of course, against his former side. He'd open the scoring with a deflected effort. Koulibaly would get the equaliser. Jao Felix, given his debut, he'd be sent off for a straight red in the 58th minute. Venetia scoring the winner for Fulham that takes them now up to sixth in the table. Chelsea, meanwhile, remain languishing in 10th. Uh, for more on this, as promised, back from his holidays, Gab Marcotti joins us, as does Frank LeBeuf. Frank, we've got to start with you with your Chelsea ways. How was that? Well... That's hard to, uh, to digest, but uh, it's acceptable in a, in a way that I found a better performance that, uh, comparing to what we lately uh, uh, watched from Chelsea. Uh, there was a lack of uh, efficiency, um, uh, especially from Jao Felix, who had lots of chances uh, uh, um, but uh, couldn't score. He tried hard, maybe tried too hard, that's why he got sent off. Um, nothing goes right, you know. The, the goal that conceded, you know, hold the young hold, you know, trying a nutmeg very close to his own 16-yard box, then a cross, then a bad clearance from Shaloba, then a, a kick from the former Chelsea player goes under uh, between the legs of uh, Shaloba, who deflects the ball, and it's a goal. So everything seems to be going in the wrong way for for Chelsea. On top of it, you are losing Zakaria, which is the tenth guy injured. Uh, the performance of the player were more interesting in the way that they were more involved into the game. They wanted to, uh, to do well. Uh, it didn't work. Uh, it's encouraging in that matter, but uh, in, so many, in so many times you could say, well, they are really ill. They really have to, they really have to work hard to go back to their best and they will be an awful season for Chelsea. And they, of course... Rolled the dice, took the gamble, brought in Jao Felix, uh, Gab. Uh, during his suspension, now they'll pay $2 million in aye, wages. Aye. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, look, I mean, I don't even know where to begin <clears throat> with, with, with this situation. Jao right? uh, Felix, obviously a super talented player, but uh, a person who really hasn't harnessed his talent consistently. Uh, he's been up and down Atletico Madrid, and there's a reason Atletico Madrid are happy to let him go. And so you figure he's a project, and and you'll work on him. But is this what you want to give Graham Potter at this stage when you're doing badly? Do you really think he's an, he's an instant plug-and-play solution that, that, that will take you in the top four? I don't know. It, it just feels to me, again, that uh, I know they've brought in a, a technical director and recruitment experts, but uh, to me, this, this, this feels like something, you know, but we saw in the summer when, you know, he'd go and have a conversation with an agent, be like, oh, isn't this guy good? Oh, sure. Yeah, look, he looks good. Yeah, fine. Let's take him. They don't even have a, uh, an option to make the move permanent with, with Joe Felix. They're just chucking a bunch of money at this guy. And 
Now he's gone for, 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 for three games. You know, uh, it's, it's difficult to understand. And, you know, uh, Graham Potter, you know, he may end up getting all the blame for this, but it's certainly not all on him at all. You could see Jao Felix as the game was going on, just getting more and more frustrated, of course, that then kind of came at a crescendo with that challenge. Uh, understandably, and I do sympathize with, with Jao Felix in, in that instance. You come into a new club and you want to make an impression. That's not the impression that, that, that you're hoping to make, right? That being said, as I said during, during, the, during the highlight, that is a red card all day, every day. Um, my, my thing is this, and, and to Frank's point, if this is an improvement on Chelsea, of what we've seen of Chelsea of late, albeit I've been away for a few days, if that's an improvement, <laughs> I'm, I, I don't know where to start with, with Chelsea. Yes, the City game, they were very, very bad. But, yeah. but let's be honest. <laughs> Let, let's be honest. This was, this was not something that you, you take... I, well, I don't think you take anything positive from. The City game was very, very bad. But this game against Fulham, I don't think you take anything positive from. All you, if, if the most positive thing you can say is they weren't as bad, yeah. then I'm, I'm, once again, I'm, I'm sorry. And, and listen, I, and as much as I've sat here and I've tried to make an argument for Graham Potter that, and Gab's right, it's not all his own doing, but I am... And I know the City game was very bad. I am really struggling to see <laughs> Chelsea improve and, and how that reflects in any way positively on, on, on Graham Potter. It's quite something, Frank, isn't it? Because as Shaq kind of alludes to, Fulham beating Chelsea is a big story normally. But it's not a big story now because of what precedes it. We're used to it. That's the level where Chelsea are at the moment. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, that's sad because uh, Fulham didn't beat Chelsea since 2006, I think it is. Um, and, and, and you're right, Fulham is uh, six or seventh in the league, where Chelsea is tenth. So it's a, it's a normal result, uh, which is absolutely a nightmare uh, when you consider it's a derby. And Chelsea have been on the top of uh, that side of London for, for, for decades. Uh, I think Chelsea played better than Fulham. Um, even if um, uh, Shaka doesn't think it's an improvement, really, <laughs> you should have seen the game against City. As Dan said, you know, that was an awful game. <laughs> but uh, but we, we, we try to find and try to be po as positive as we can, you know, because really, uh, we are going back to the basics with Chelsea. We, we saw nothing lately, and we see a little bit of better uh, from that game. Uh, it's in, in terms of, uh, of, uh, of, of willingness, you know, I think I would say Chelsea tried his best, but definitely it's not the Chelsea we know, for sure. What happens with Graham Potter, Gab? How close is he to the exit door? Well, if he is, like, I don't know, given the way Chelsea have operated since, since Todd Bowley's been in the big chair, uh, I, I find it unpredictable and really difficult to understand. So uh, anything can happen. Um, that said, I can tell you what I think should happen. And, you know, a, we said it. I, certainly, I said, I want to say I told you so, but you have to understand that if you bring in Graham Potter, who's worked in a very specific circumstance in Brighton, where he was playing one game a week, where he could go and, and he could drill his way of playing into players, where fewer players got injured because they weren't playing as often, where he had a whole recruitment crew um, uh, uh, above him that he worked with, and he was very settled into that, and you drop him in after, uh, after a mad summer of spending where, uh, where there was no uh, 
recruitment special at the club. It was just Todd Bowley and, and Thomas Tuchel and, and Adrian saying, oh, I'll have him, I'll have him. Oh, yeah, Cucurella, sure, that's a great idea. Let's go and pay 60-odd million or whatever it was <laughs> for him. Um, and then you expect, uh, you, you expect Potter to come in and to fix it when he doesn't have time to fix it, when he's not used to working in those circumstances. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I genuinely think, unless you believe you're going to get relegated, I'm not sure. I wouldn't make a change now because I think you have to see what Potter can give you and assess at the end of the season. Unless, the only reason why you make a change is if you say, I'm going to make a change because I'm convinced that if I get, you know, X, Y, Z in, um, then, you know, we have a great chance of finishing top four and that'll bring in revenue. And that's important. Otherwise, logic says you've brought in these recruitment specialists. Let them assess what you have. Uh, give them time. Let them assess Potter and go and make a decision uh, in the summer. Uh, you know, unless you start slipping down to the relegation zone, I don't think it's going to happen. That would be, that's what I would do. I think that's the rational thing. But hey, Todd Bowling's in charge. So who knows? Anything can happen. Maybe he'll bring Romelu Lukaku back now that he's injured. You know, why not? You know, there's all sorts of craziness that can happen uh, at this club. Uh, Gab, you say that's the sensible thing, but what doesn't help Potter's cause is when you've got your own fans chanting Thomas Tuchel's name. Because uh -oh. that could surely influence yeah. Bowley no, ultimately as well. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, look. I mean, unless he's going to bring back uh, Thomas Tuchel, which I don't think he will. I think this is this is the, the as you know, I live a few miles from Stamford Bridge. I go there often. Uh, I think this is as much people having a go at sacking Thomas Tuchel after you allowed him to go and spend a whole bunch of money uh, over the summer, uh, as it is frustration with with Graham Potter. Uh, so I, I think that they're they're ang this is their way of being angry. At Todd Bowley and the decisions uh, that were made in getting rid of Tuchel in that way, rather than getting rid of him earlier, rather than bringing Potter in earlier and, and, and allowing him to recruit for the type of players, the type of squad he wants. I mean, I think beyond that, people understand. I mean, Frank mentioned it. And what is it, 10 injuries uh, that, that they've had? They've been working these chaotic uh, circumstances. I think Potter still has to show that, you know, he belongs at this club. But equally, uh, there's so many mitigating circumstances and so many really bad decisions that were made by the people above him and around him. And I also think, you know, this is a squad where we often talk about, you know, losing the dressing room and the, the leaders and stuff like that. If I were to ask you, you know, other than Mason Mount and maybe one or two others, you know, who are the leaders, who are the big boys in the dressing room who have actual clout? Uh, I think you would struggle to come up with names because it's a bunch of, of players who are either insecure in the team or they've just arrived or they're older and they have expiring contracts. Uh, so you don't even have those kinds of figures in the dressing room who can who can you know get the manager removed at this stage. So uh, I, I think it's going to continue. Who's next on the Wheel of Fortune, Gab? Who is uh, Todd Bowley going to bring in between now and the end of the transfer window? I don't know. I, I love the, the, the Nkunku signing. Obviously, that's going to happen in the summer. Um, supposedly, they, they got in, involved with, with uh, the, 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 the Mudrik deal, but that doesn't look as if, you know, it's more like an expression of interest um, that, you know, they don't seem to be in the driver's seat. Frankly, bringing in, you know, another winger, I, I don't know what the logic is there. Um, Marcus Turam uh, would probably be a cheap and cheerful uh, option. At least you would have, you know, somebody who, not that he's a genuine center forward either, uh, but you have somebody who can play that position. Um, but, you know, right now, I, I think they, 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 they can't really catch their breath because the games are coming so thick and fast. Um, uh, they, they've obviously brought in younger players. They, they want to continue. They are committed to that. But I don't think that that's going to, you know, give you results right now. Taram is... Is on a free transfer in the summer, so you can get him for not very much money now. 
you know, do you want him to play to be your center forward? Is he is he better than Alba in that role? Um, where does Havertz fit? There's just a lot of questions. What happens when Sterling returns? Uh, just just a lot of questions. I think without answers right now. And it's interesting, Gabriel, the point, and it's something that you made after the Manchester City game, uh, is that there, there aren't any Warriors within this Chelsea side, and Graham Potter needs to pick Warriors. But the problem is, he hasn't really got anyone to pick that fills that role, Frank. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what's lacking right now, and I and I and I say that I noticed that you know the, the the last show that I was involved in, where where that's the thing we can maybe change, you know, the, what we are seeing right now, uh, having players, you know, who are able to mentality of the others, because even if uh, if you sack. Potter right now. What you gonna have? What's gonna happen with the new coach if the players don't want to r- run and fight and uh, and uh, and give your their lives for for the club? Won't change anything. You need somebody at the same level, like Chago Silva, Mason Man maybe because he, he belongs to that club. Aspiliqueta, the captain, of course, to to make sure that the players gonna fight very hard and uh, and go for it. Otherwise, it's not gonna work. But. Let's be let's be honest. I think the season is over. I don't see mm. anything coming up with the Champions League. I don't see anything coming up with the Premier League. Of course, they're too they're too far away, and uh, they're out of uh, anything else. So uh, just try to finish well, maybe with Mr. Potter. See if you have any improvement. Make the right choices for the next summer. You know, when I see names like Ozyman being uh, called in Manchester United, why you don't see it at Chelsea? We want to see a striker. But as Gab said, we don't want to see wingers. We have enough wingers at Chelsea, uh, and it doesn't work. We need somebody capable to put the, the ball in the net. That's what's look, uh, that what Chelsea is look, seeking for for years now. And Chelsea, of course, have missed out on another striker who's made the move to the Premier League. As Val Weghorst is back, oh. um, of course, on loan from Burnley. Was at Besiktas United, saw the deal, and he's now heading to Old Trafford. Gabby, you're very opinionated today, Mr. Marcotti. What do you make of this move? I have no problem whatsoever with this with this move. Uh, Val Veghorst is a guy. Uh, he's a big, strong center forward. He's a different profile from uh, the other striking options that, that Manchester United have. Um, he's obviously a guy that, you know, we can make a joke about, oh, look, it's another Dutch guy. Guys played in the Dutch league. Ha, ha, ha. But Den Hag's obviously comfortable with that. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. You're there for six months. If he's terrible, he's not going to play. Um, and then he'll be gone, and he'll be somebody else's issue. If, if, he, can give you, if he can give you minutes, uh, if he can give you production, you've got a lot of good wingers who can put the ball into the box. Uh, um, why not Veghorst? I, I don't, you know, you're not signing him to be your future. You're not signing him to be a, star, a starter. You're signing him to be a patch. And I think you can do that. We had a question on extra time a couple of days ago, Ali. Over mm-hmm. under five goals? For Veghorst? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go over. Ooh. I think it's going to be a situational striker for Manchester United. And much like he was for the Netherlands in the World Cup, which he actually did fairly well. Now, if you're going to count on him to be the difference maker, I don't think that's the path and I don't think that's the right approach. But a guy that can come in late in a match when you're chasing something, that can hold the ball up, that can maybe run for you and cover some spaces for you, I think he'll be able to do that, get on the end of set pieces. Yeah, I'm going to say over five goals. Oh, how, would, how did you deal with six foot six strikers back in the day, Frank? 
Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't hear what you said. Sorry, Dan. Again? He's six foot six, similar to me, sort of build, kind of big, you know, target man. How, Who are you? How did you deal with that as a defender? <laughs> oh, with you, I can deal with that. I can put you in my pocket and that's fine, you know, with, uh, with Vergos, you know. It's going to be trickier, that's for sure, you know. I played against Dublin, against Queen, against some others, you know. Uh, those players are very tough, you know. You have to try to to anticipate and try to go around them and uh, not allowing them to have some too much space, especially, especially on corner kicks for headers. So you, you try you to deal to trick a little bit and, and pray that it works. Good, praying. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Gav mentioned it. Uh, Mudrick linked to Chelsea briefly, but it all seemed to be about Arsenal and reports suggesting that this is almost a done deal. Uh, 70 million euros, Gav, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. The asking price was 100 million before. It's, it's, it's sort of a, a big upside situation. Uh, you know, Jules told us today that uh, they said, oh, but look, but Antony went for 100 million. Grealish went for 100 million. You know, that's how we view Mudrik. Um, I, obviously, Arsenal are, are talking the price down, which I think is reasonable for them. Um, you know, it is a big step up. I think it's somebody who you don't necessarily uh, expect to contribute straight away. Um, but that's the good news if you're Arsenal. You know, you already have wingers. You've got Saka, you've got Martinelli, uh, you know, Smith Rowe is, is, is fit again. Uh, you don't need this guy, even if you are going to spend a ton of money on him, you don't need him to come in and be a major contributor uh, straight away. I think Shakhtar are in a position where they know the biggest interest has come from Arsenal. Nobody else is coming in to, to, to hijack this. Nobody else or they don't they say believe um, that, that this is going to happen yet. Of course, there's a few weeks to go yet in January, but they certainly would like, if they are going to make a move, they, they would like to make the move uh, now in this transfer window rather than drag it into the summer. Meanwhile, what a treat. I'm glad Frank is here today because today saw the announcement of the shortlist for the FIFA <laughs> best of. Yep. Uh, and they yes. really, they've gone there. It's, now this covers 18 months. They really have gone through the whole 18 months. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very detailed analysis of who to put on this. Not nothing to do with the World Cup. That's a miss smidgen. That's why Julian Alvarez is what? there, of course. <laughs> Akini as well. Frankie O'Reilly. There you are. There is your shortlist uh, for the Men's Player Award. Now, the, this will be whittled down to a top three shaka at yeah. the start of next month. Let's do that. What would your, your top three be? Um, I'll have Lionel Messi. Yes. And I'll have... Whoever you like, Dan. No. Oh. Mm. Just pick two, any two, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's uh, it. Shaka. Messi's going to win we it. We said and nobody, no, Hold on. Messi's going to win it, Shaka. and nobody gets a consolation prize. What's a consolation prize in this? Second and third. That's, that's nobody wants Shaka. that. Well, you get a little trophy. <laughs> nobody wants that. The almost best. <laughs> you can have that, Nearly Dad. best. Nearly best. You can have that with your, with your vague horse <laughs> physique. Uh, Frank, what are you shouting about? Uh, I don't understand, Shaka. It's for the last 18 months, uh, not mm. the last month of uh, you know that you have to uh, to select the players. And uh, so uh, I don't think Messi had a very good season last season. So I don't think why I don't understand why you want to put him there, uh, where you know, you had Karim Benzema who had a fantastic year last year. You know, and uh, you know how. He, it's hard for me to, to do that, but uh, yeah, Messi can win because he won the World Cup. Uh, uh, but for me, the most valuable two players will be between Karim Benzema, and you heard I say most valuable player, I didn't say the best player, 
Uh, it's going to be Karim between Karim Benzema and Erling Haaland because Erling Haaland made a crazy impact when he, uh, since he signed for Manchester City. I know it's the last six months, but it's better than a month. Uh, of course, you can put <laughs> Kylian Mbappe, but Kylian was fantastic the last World Cup. Before he was good, but many, many talks about his, uh, his behavior, about his performances, not as good as the impact of Karim Benzema for Manchester uh, Sorry, Real Madrid. Let, let, okay, let, let's do this. Let's make a bet, Frank. If Messi wins it, you have to take Dan to dinner and you have to wear shorts. Oh boy, here we go. It got personal now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, if Messi, if Messi wins, I would be happy for, for the guy because Messi is a fantastic you player. You have to wear shorts. But he will, tell, he, will, he will tell me, I will wear shorts, I will invite Dan, I can invite you also, and you can take pictures of us. What about uh, me? But I would say that... Oh, yeah, you can come, Ali, no problem. Gab, Gab you can you. come. Just came back from holidays, you can come too. But I have to tell you that if Messi wins, you know, that, that's, that award doesn't already mean nothing for me. It means nothing for me. It's stupid. But if Messi wins, it's going to be even more crazy, a little bit crazier because, because it's... Don't tell me that for the last 18 months, Messi was the best player in the world. The last 18 months, not the last yeah. months. But no, I will wear those no, shorts. No, no. no, I like it. <laughs> I got a free dinner out of all this. I think bring I'm, I'm going to start right now. I'm going to start right now. I'm going to start right now. There we go. Hey. That hey. doesn't look like his leg. It looks like <laughs> a fake leg. Yes. Big yeah. For somebody who doesn't care about the award. Well, yes, he got quite uh, passionate uh, about it. Apparently uh, so. And he's going to be buying a dinner too. Because uh, Lionel Messi is going to win this. Right. Should he win it? Yes, he should win it. It is the World Cup we're talking about, right? It is the biggest and most important tournament in the sport. And so therefore, Lionel Messi, there's no chance that they take this award from him. He's going to be lifting it, and Ronaldo's going to be very jealous. Uh, yeah, Ronaldo's right. not even oh. on the show. So, so, there you go. So, so why, 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 Dan, why Dan has to mention the fact that it's from August 2021, 2021 to December 2022. Yes. If you only counting of one month period, I don't know. Don't say it though. Hey, hey give Frank, it to I Messi. thought you didn't care, Frank. I thought you didn't care about these awards. Why are you so concerned? Why are you so angry? I don't like this version of you, Frank. Uh, no, I'm not angry. I'm just participating to that stupid, <laughs> stupid debate. Participating. <laughs> 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 uh, who votes for it? What is this? Who votes for this thing? Uh, so I believe, and, and the reason I say I believe is that you know, in in years past, they had uh, a jury. It was part. They had a formula. They seem to change this often, but it was a popular <laughs> vote. In fact, you can go on on, on FIFA.com and uh, you can register your vote. And if they turn the popularity hey, contest, gee, I wonder who's going to win. Uh, and then they used to have uh, uh, coaches of national teams, captains of national teams, um, and uh, select journalists from uh, oh. around the world all voting in. They had some formula, oh. but the formula keeps changing. And I don't think it matters because I'm pretty sure whether we like it or not, right or wrong, Lionel Messi is going to win it because, oh my let's God. face it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, it's offensive to you, isn't it, Frank? It hurts you. But I think, I think 
that's <laughs> the reality of who the voters are. This is a big popularity contest, like the Ballon d'Or. And, yeah. you know, for many years, uh, when it was Messi, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Messi, you couldn't really get it wrong by having one win or the other one win. Yeah. Uh, now it's a little bit more complicated. But, yeah, yeah. Messi's going to win this one. If I, if, if, I, if I can have the last word, if I can, Dan, Dan, if I can have the last word of that, on that, I just want to say to the stupid people from some uh, so, in social networks that I'm not against Lionel Messi. Eh? It's just he's just talking, you know. I'm, I love Lionel Messi because oh my God, well. <laughs> wow, that, that didn't I love Lionel Messi, guys. Leave wow. me alone. I love Lionel Messi. I'm okay right. if he wins. I don't care. And I will wear shorts, I, no problem. Yeah. That didn't feel like love. I know love does not love. Uh, <laughs> and that for the men's award, the shortlist was also announced uh, for the women's award. Just the one uh, American representation. Represent You're right. Only one person. Okay. What? Uh, Alex Morgan on the shortlist. And they'll be discussing that on the next edition of Football Americas. Be sure to check out the latest episode, uh, which drops today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Barcelona are through to the final of the Spanish Super Cup. They will face off against Real Madrid. What a game it turned out to be in Real. It would be Lewandowski who would open the scoring. Real Betis, though, would equalise, forcing things to extra time. Ansu Fati with a great goal to make it 2-1. It looked like that would be enough. But then Moron with quite the finish to make it 2-2. It goes to penalties. Real Betis have two of their pens saved by Ter Stegen. Barca convert them all, so it's Barca who are through to the final. Alexis caught up with Xavi after the game. All right, back again with Barcelona manager Xavi. Yesterday we spoke, Xavi, and you told me that this was going to be a tough game. You were definitely right. Went to penalties. You did survive the penalty shootout. Do you take that as the good thing as opposed to looking at many of the missed chances, maybe? Yes. 
I think briefing it's uh, like that. In the first half, we, we were outstanding, uh, performance very well. We played really well. We create many chances. We dominate the game, and, and at this time uh, is when you have to to, to to score the second goal. So then we suffer, uh, we draw, uh, and then Ansu scored a fantastic goal, amazing goal. And then in an incredible uh, uh, skill, uh, Loren uh, draw again the, 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 the game. And then Ter Stegen made the difference for us. So, of course, we had, we had luck, but I think we deserve uh, to be in the final. And now we are excited to play this final against uh, Real Madrid in, in the Clásico. Well, Ter Stegen definitely came up for Barcelona, but another great player, Pedri, who won Man of the Match. Um, just how high is his ceiling? Because he seems to just get better and better. Yeah, it's good news because Usman played really well, uh, Robert scored again, uh, Gavi played really well, uh, also Frankie, uh, many players, many players. I think we deserve to be in the final, but, uh, but we complicate ourselves, I think. All right, well, final now, El Clasico. We know one more edition of it. The last time, of course, you lost that one. But as you said yesterday, Barcelona is in a beautiful moment now. You're full of confidence. You're playing, you know, well as well. Is this your best chance now to beat Real Madrid in this final? <laughs> yeah, it's a final, you know. Uh, we never know what, what, what happened, but it's a Clasico. It's an amazing game for the Saudi people, for the people in, uh, in, in everywhere, in, all the, in the whole world. So everybody will enjoy the, the final. And hopefully, hopefully we can win this, this title because uh, people of Barca needs this, this trophy. All right, Xavi, congratulations again. Thank you so much. Uh, Alexis with us now, as is Luis Garcia. Luis, I want to start with you because it's weird, isn't it? Barca through to a final, obviously, they beat a tough opponent, but it's difficult to draw too many positives from this performance given all the love we were giving them going into this tie. Yeah, definitely. I think that we can get that they went through the final against a very good team. Pellegrini's team is something. Uh, very special, well drilled with a lot of talent up front. Uh, but I think Barcelona could take those first 45 minutes or maybe 35, uh, 35 minutes in the beginning of the game where you see that uh, the, the team was dominating, was uh, creating chances. It's true that Lewandowski didn't have the best game today. If not, we could have been talking about a game with two or three goals from his side. I think that we've seen a very good Dembele, something very positive as well. The young kind of getting like a leader in that position. We need to see this transition from uh, Busquets to the Jong in the coming months or even years. So we could see that, but uh, still that kind of uh, vulnerability at the back. A lot of chances that they concede from, from Real Betis. They are allowed to believe that they could get something from this game. And Real Betis, and the moment that they changed with Carvalho after the halftime in the middle of the part to try to give a little bit more battle, it was a lot more difficult for Barcelona to create, mm. to dominate the game, even to control it. For a point, uh, you could see that Real Betis even could uh, get the, the results. So at the end, the positive thing, you are in the final, you're going to play another Clásico, and if you manage to get that trophy, you got one trophy, a win against your biggest rival, and keep that momentum of being on the top of La Liga. Alexis, what struck you being on the sideline for this tie? Yeah, you know what, Dan, I think just that. I literally told myself, I can't believe we're genuinely going to extra time on penalties again. It was almost just the mirror of what we saw from Real Madrid, just going in, expecting Madrid to, despite all their injuries as well and, and, and big absentees, to dominate uh, Valencia, who we knew their struggles going into this one. And I knew that this one's going to be a little spicier with Barcelona as well up against Real Betis. Xavi did tell us that the day before. Um, but again, they just could not kill off the game or could not get that second 
second goal to really give themselves that cushion and and the times that they were dominating I mean the fans you know were urging them to kind of keep going and I remember La Liga even put up a, a tweet I think about two days ago celebrating the amount of clean sheets that Barcelona have been able to keep the fact that they've only conceded six goals in their last 16 games and calling it the wall of Xavi and how defensively they're looking good again but today they really did look nervous and shaky and Betis were definitely on them and the fact that they were able to stretch them and push them to extra time and then to penalties with Ter Stegen coming up with two great saves there for that one I think all of the fans definitely got banged for their bucks in two semi-finals but I think they would have loved more dominant performances from the two teams that they love in Barcelona and Real Madrid because going into this one I think I would have said I would give Barcelona the slight edge in this one given all the injuries Real Madrid have and the fact that they have seem to have lost their bite that we're so used to seeing Real Madrid have and the fact that they get across every game whether it's pretty or not but Barca I think we wanted a more complete performance a bit more of a convincing performance but look in the end Xavi said they got there they do complicate things for themselves which is kind of what Thibaut Courtois told me yesterday about Real Madrid so two teams that like to complicate things for themselves now in this Supercopa are heading into another edition of the Clasico but once again I'd I don't think the fans will be able to, to choose between these two teams now because, again, two unconvincing performances. But you know what everyone wanted? An edition of El Clasico in this final. And I know that Sunday is just going to be absolutely jumping behind me in this stadium. We're being too harsh on Barca, Ali. No, I don't think so. No. Look, they made it to the final. And indeed, that was goal number one. So, yes, you achieved that. But... It's not just today's game in which you see Barcelona unable to sustain a level of play. We saw the first 20-25 minutes against Atletico Madrid where they were excellent and then they couldn't keep the ball. And today, similarly, the first half it looked like a very good version of Barcelona and then they just kind of fall off. And to that point I'll say this. Barcelona, they struggle with team speed overall. In the best days they still struggle with team speed. Xavi today when you had a guy like Ousmane Dembele, who I've been critical of, I've said, you know what, I don't know that I trust this guy. But today, he was destroying Aitor Ruival, time and time again. And he was the one guy that gave you speed in transition. And Frankie de Jong and his athleticism gives you speed through the midfield and ability to cover some spaces. Then Xavi decides to take both of those guys off the field, and a team that is naturally slow, you made him even slower. And that's how they struggled to then cover spaces defensively and became far more vulnerable. I think that's on Xavi, and that's a decision he made. Maybe he's saving players, maybe he's saving legs, but I didn't think it was the moment to do that. And so therefore, we come around to Sunday, where both teams are vulnerable. It's not just Real Madrid, it's not just Barcelona. Both teams have a lot of questions defensively, which should make for a very entertaining game. Nice segue, Ali, as well. I just confirmed the bracket then. This is how it stands as we say thank you very much to Luis and Alexis for their work. It will be then Real Madrid against Barcelona. That game live on ABC with coverage starting at 1.30 Eastern. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. My mic keeps making a noise when I move, so I have to be still. Okay, oh, it's that big 6'6 six, yeah, six yeah. frame of yours, Dan. Yeah, that's it, that's it. I apologise for that, and I apologise <laughs> for this as well, because Shaka's power <laughs> rankings are back. Here they go. Yeah! Oh, no! Hold on! Oh, no! Hold on! Never oh, mind! No. Two God. through ten! Oh. Number one! <laughs> that's a move. <laughs> Number one, Gianluigi Buffon. What? The rest of the yeah. rest of matter. What? Buffon. At 40, well, just short of 45 years old, playing for Parma against Inter. My hero. I take every, every opportunity to mention Buffon, and I thought I'd do so again this week. The others just kind of. You've just mailed all of this in completely yeah, again, exactly. haven't you? You've been two on the through. Movie. Listen, Bayern Munich haven't even played. Let, They're on a winter break. Two through nine, you can do with them what you want. Gigi Buffon. What, what about 10? Uh, two through ten, yeah, okay. ten, ten to. You can have me yeah, throw mass here and there. Gigi Buffon is number one. That's all that matters. That's all that ever matters. What do you mean it's all that matters? Gigi Buffon <laughs> is. I've not beaten in seven or eight matches, Shan. That don't matter. Where they're eleven. Hold on a second. It's your argument. Your argument to everything is going to be the only thing that matters is Gigi yes. Buffon. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's all you're bringing. That's all I'm bringing. Why don't you just, why don't you just present oh. the truth, which is you don't really know what happened in the world of football over the last couple of yes. weeks. Yes, I do. Yes. Gigi Buffon played. That's what it is. Gigi Buffon played for Parma. That's yes, what happened in the world of football. That's all that happened in the world of football. Worst segment ever. <laughs> well, right. Gigi Buffon. Yeah. Right. Let's move on. What are we doing now? Are we doing? We're talking go? about Gigi Buffon some more. We're going to talk about Hugo Yoris. Don't be too harsh, guys. Don't be too harsh. He was laying down on the beach. You know, he doesn't care about. Give Gigi care about Buffon for the best days. award. He, he doesn't Gigi know Buffon anything. Give him the FIFA best award well, over Lionel Messi. I, I see. Hugo Yoris, of course, retiring from international football. Some interesting. Stuff. He was in the number two uh, when he was talking about Emi oh. Martinez. There are some things I can't do. Making a fool of myself in goal, rattling my opponent and crossing the line. I just can't do that. I'm too rational and honest a man to go that way. I don't know how to win like that, although I didn't really want to lose like that either. <laughs> it's interesting, yesterday obviously Frank and Ali said, come on, you've got to just do whatever you can to win. Shaka, can you relate to what Hugo Lloris is saying? I, I can relate to what Hugo Lloris is saying because that's who Hugo Lloris is. That's his personality, that's his character. And the one thing as a keeper you, you don't do, or I don't think you should do, is play outside of your character. 
That's not who Hugo Lloris what is. You, what if it helps you win? What if it gets you? No, but no, but. You can't question whether Hugo Lloris is a winner or not. We are talking about the work of winner here. Hugo Lloris can't do what Emiliano Martinez did, nor would I say to Martinez, be as straightforward and in your box and composed as Hugo Lloris is. That's not who Martinez is, and that's not how he's going to be the best version of himself. So I, I don't understand to Lloris' comparison, because you, you, you can't. It, it's... From the time you start making those comparisons, you're going to find yourself losing. If you're Hugo Lloris trying to, be, uh, uh, trying to emulate Martinez, you're going to fail. If you're Martinez trying to do it the other way around, similarly, you don't count yourself a World Cup winner this year either. What about you, Shane? I, I tried to be who I was. I, 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 was not, I was not the kind of character that Martinez was. I wouldn't try to do that. What if a coach told you to be more in the face? I, I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't be. I, I, I could not be. I, I just couldn't. I, that, that's not who I am. That's just not who I am. But what if it was the difference between winning and losing? Well, I'll go. If, if, you, could, if you could somehow say that this absolutely will make all the difference. Right. And you knew that up front. Yes. Which, which let's be honest, you don't. No. Then, then, then you do it. But that, that, that's a hypothetical. You, you cannot say be this way and you will win. Right. You cannot. And as much as, again, as much as we say in this about Hugo Lloris, on the back of losing a work of final, he's, he's had some wins himself. Being himself. Not trying to be anybody else. So you can't, but you can't criticize that. That's exactly it. The fact that he's already won a World Cup, then you can have this sort of very kind of open-minded and global view of the world where you can say, hey, you do you, I do right. me, you win it your way, I win it my way, we both won, let's all go home happy. Mm. I don't mind what you're saying, Shaq. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. you this, is, this is your style. This mm. is the way that you thrive. This is the way that you've been successful. So be it. But then be successful and make the save when you're counted upon to do so. Hugo Lloris didn't always do that in this World Cup. Uh, we'll say goodbye to Frank, apparently, oh. now. Frank, thank you very much for being with us. Much appreciated. <laughs> that was for sure. And come on, Messi. Guys, come on, Messi. <laughs> Don't give up. <laughs> Too late. Too late. <laughs> Gab, however, will be back along with Ali and Shaka on Extra Time, which, as always, you can check out on our YouTube channel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Right then, La Liga action. 
plenty of games for you this weekend. Also on Friday, Sada Vigo take on Villarreal. Uh, four ties to you then on Saturday, two on Sunday. Just remember, every single Spanish game live on ESPN+. And not long now until the return of the Bundesliga. That's January the 20th. That's his Leipzig take on Bayern Munich. It's a week Friday as Germany returns after the winter break. Here we go. This nope. is in Uruguay where a goalkeeper <laughs> saved a bird's life, Shaka. Oh, did he? Yes. Yes. Oh. Look. Look. See, Shaq? Oh, that's See? a beautiful wow, come, He's not in your power rankings. Yeah. Oh. You just wait till next week. They're not huh? moving, but I'm sure they, they are moving after. Oh. Sure. oh, there we go. There we go. Got some there quick. you go. There we go. Oh. See, you know what, Shaq? Power rankings right there. Beautiful. <laughs> Saving lives. Go, Nature. Go, goalkeepers are the best people in the world. Oh. I've just decided. What happened to you? Wow. Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Gab back with us and enjoying the music after his vacation. Shaq, you were away as well on vacation. Yeah. Love. Do you have a nice time? I had a lovely time, Daniel. Some, quite some scenes here. I've, I heard. Stevie's finger exploded. Yeah. Well, that well, was, you knew quite, something was going to implode, explode on Stevie at some point. Yeah. yeah, that was very good. What else happened? Oh, Jurgen Klopp insulted Nadem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've played the game or not. <laughs> That's what he told me. It's been very entertaining. Uh, Gap, the first question is about your vacation. Did you really go to Antarctica? Um, why there of all places? Was it to get as far away as possible from Dan? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that funny. Now, just Dan specifically, I, I, I wanted to go, I think, to uh, possibly the most remote, uninhabited uh, place uh, in the world that, that I could safely get to oh, without, oh. without leaving this planet. Um, and uh, no, I, like, this had been... A lifelong uh, dream for, for me and my, my, my family. We, we've been planning this, saving up for it for for a good 10, 15 years. And um, yeah, we, we finally were fortunate enough to, uh, to to go and make it happen. And and I tell you what, then I could say, uh, and I, the, the, this kind of fed my egomania, like, you know, when I was down there in Antarctica, I could come out and say, hmm, I'm probably the best writer on this continent right now. Oh. Um, this is a special thing to be able to tell yourself. Wow. wow. Uh, <laughs> the length that one would go, huh? Gab, <laughs> 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 uh, you got teenage If I took my kids, I don't think they would enjoy it that much, mainly because they couldn't get a reception on the phone and they'd be cold. Uh, were your kids all right? <laughs> yeah, we're fine. It's, as you may know, uh, on the um, in the Southern Hemisphere, it's actually summer, so it was summer uh, in, oh. uh, in in Antarctica, and uh, it was actually quite sunny uh, when I was down there, and the temperature was was pretty much above freeze uh, above freezing the whole time that that we were that we were actually down there. So no, there was no issue there, and I got to spend a few days in Buenos Aires before that, soak up the remnants uh, oh. of uh, of the World Cup party. So no, there was there was no issue there, but and it was kind of nice being on a boat with with you know sort of intermittent, very very slow Wi-Fi uh, via satellite. <laughs> now that wasn't a bad thing. Oh, there. We are. Oh, do we have to? Mm. Our producer says that you're going to talk us through every photo now. It's like a slideshow. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do we want to do this? Right here we hey! go. Hey! There he is. Oh, 
one. Let's, uh, let's call it this one. There you are. Oh, oh, hey, that's nice. The, the penguins. penguins. Yes, we got that. Wow. That's very hey, cool. How oh, about my photography well, why the face, here, right? Why the face? Because <laughs> I didn't want to just sit there and smile. I wanted to make a more artsy photo. Oh, I see. This is a whale oh, seal. Oh, that looks like a baby seal. Very, very cute. Yes. Oh, my no, goodness. Just a... <laughs> Not so cute. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hut. It's a, it's a British Antarctic survey hut. And uh, if you, there's an emergency, you're allowed to go inside. Oh. What, what constitutes an emergency? <laughs> Low battery? <laughs> <laughs> you realize nobody actually lives in Antarctica, Dad. So I, I suppose if there's a ship in distress and whatever, and they crash on the rocks, they can seek refuge <laughs> oh, uh, in this hut, which uh, has been unused for, for like 20, 25 years. And, wow. uh, and it's funny because inside they still have these old supplies from, from when like the, the, the British army uh, or, or British scientists were there. So um, there's like, you know, weird tins of, of, of powdered milk and, and stuff like that from the 1960s and 1970s. Which I did wow. not uh, partake of, by the way, in case you're wondering. Mm. Uh, so did you stay? Where did you stay when you were there? Or was it just a boat trip there and back? No, you you stay on you stay on the boat. It's actually one of the few oh. things that um, actually works well is the Antarctic Treaty. There's a lot of regulation. Only so many people can get off each uh, off the boat uh, oh. at one time uh, and be on land at one time. And and you know you get disinfected when you go on land and when you come back. Uh, so Stevie that, you wouldn't know, be you allowed to spread foreign seeds or whatever. No, no question about it. Oh, and I can tell you one <laughs> other thing. Those penguins that we saw, they're they're really yeah. really cute. But I'll tell you what, uh, penguins uh, don't use toilets, as you probably know. They essentially just uh, uh, do their business <laughs> wherever they are. And they're really not fussed by walking around on, on piles of, of their own um, droppings. Uh, so there's actually a, a very, very pungent smell whenever oh, you're mm. close to penguins. Oh, so, 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 oh, so right. well, so Stevie would there we fit go. in Stevie then. would fit in very well, <laughs> <laughs> living in his own filth. Um, <laughs> chances Simeone sees that Felix tackle and recalls him back to our <laughs> <laughs> <Very good. laughs> oh, uh, Super. Well done. We should just end the show there. That's going to be the high, surely. Uh, uh, but how do coaches approach the debut for a star signing? Should they try and calm the player or motivate them to put on a display, Ali? A player like Joao Felix, given his struggles at Atletico Madrid, not only struggles on the field, but struggles with Diego Simeone, I'm sure would have been more than motivated to come into Chelsea and make an impact. And that's exactly what you saw. A guy who loses the ball as the ball comes to him and he wants to go and win it back. And so he makes a challenge that, well, quite frankly, he wasn't making at Atletico Madrid. Part of the reason that he was having difficulties with Diego Simeone is that he wasn't making those sort of challenges. And there he is, in Chelsea, having had an impact on the game, he's thinking, I'm going to go win this ball, it's late, and now Ray Carr, and it's an awful start for him and for Chelsea. Gab, who do you think Todd Bowley will sign next? <laughs> I genuinely don't know. It's like it's like some game of roulette. Are we gonna get rational yeah. Todd? Are we gonna get cautious Todd? Are you gonna go and uh, are you gonna go get and Eddie sign Hazard another uh, another? 
<laughs> okay, let, let's not be unkind. As <laughs> Lukaku can only make those jokes, but, but but even then, like you know, the the, the 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 guy they signed from Molda, the Norwegian guy, Fafana, the striker. There, there there's a dispute between his club and Ivory Coast and and oh, wow. uh, and, and Molde over whether uh, over the over the way they signed it. It could go for the quarter arbitration for sport. That could have an impact too. Although obviously, you know, Chelsea not at fault of anything, but all these things. It just seems like you know you you just seem to want to create more problems uh, for yourself week after week. And yeah, I think a lot of people can see this coming. What did you do during your break? We talked about Gabs at mm. some length. You want to talk us through pictures as yeah, well? Where are your pictures? Nah, I don't, don't, don't. I went to see my, my family. Right. That's it. You mm. didn't do anything else? Yeah. Did I see you doing a video for the Trinidad and Tobago tourist board? What? <laughs> Chamber of Commerce? Did I see that, Shane? What? I, I was, um, I was spotted in certain places doing some things, maybe. Why is it so sketchy? I don't know, because so I don't know cryptic. where you're going with this. I haven't got any picture. I've got nothing. I'm just so asking cryptic. questions, which you are, seem to be just avoiding. Because you posted something, you were doing something with Yes, I was doing something with Trying to be good Tourism. What are you doing? Was, huh? What were you doing? I was just talking about how beautiful Trinidad and Tobago is. Oh, that paid for the trip. Yeah, there we go. Thanks for coming. Listen, that's my, my country is beautiful. Uh -huh. Yeah, and no, that's all I was saying. You'd pay that to say that any country is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait till I'm doing my international power rackets. Quick, see. quick question, Shay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where's your tooth? Mm. I left it at home. Oh, you left your tooth at home. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right. I walked in. Well, I saw you playing football on the beach. Yes. Wow. Yeah. 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 I was very good too, Dad. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Any penguins? Uh, nope, no, no, no penguins. Shaka, what will Newcastle fans value more? Winning the Carabao Cup or finishing top four? Ooh, wow. Semi they got into the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup while you were away. Um, <laughs> that's a very good question. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say finishing top four. I think that's, I think that's right. Yeah. I think it's the right answer. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. That's all right. No problem. Uh, which club today is in better status overall? Manchester United mm. or Barcelona? Mm. Status is quite a loose term, isn't it? Yeah, and, 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 we're, and we're talking about today. What status today? Yeah, because if we're talking about the future, the future for Barcelona can be a little murky, right? And we don't quite know exactly what it's going to look like. If you give me the two teams today, I'm taking Barcelona. Right. Into the future, it feels like Manchester United it seems to be steering things in the right direction. But right now, I'm going to take Barcelona. Okay, I think that is it. Thank you. Welcome back, Gab. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Well done, you. Thanks, Dan. Me <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Tough work today. <laughs> had some problems today. It's, I've had better Thursdays. You want to put your Venmo at the bottom? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'm off wow. to Antarctica you know now. Guy. I'm <laughs> off to Antarctica wow. now. Uh, Juventus Napoli tomorrow will <laughs> be our focus. GoFundMe. <laughs> I'm going to stay in Gab's hut. I'm going to stay in Gab's hut. That's where I'm off to now. Best supplies, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 1960. Yeah. Old milk. <laughs> 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 like Stevie's finger. Goodness <laughs> 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 me. <sighs> Brainstorm. What's something that works so well that it's basically magic? Microwave. Air conditioning. What about selling with Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash fc, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash fc now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash fc. 